0: Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Today's preacher is Reverend Mrs. Bosun Adeguega, the children's minister at Ikoyi Baptist Church. Listen and be blessed. Tonight for our Bible study, we want to consider the, the topic, believing faith. Believing faith. The word faith is commonly used today, And it can be used in different contexts to mean or refer to different things. I'm sure many of us have used the word today or even this week. This shows that there are different types of faith. There's a faith that is the confidence and the assurance that we have that something is going to happen. And that we find in Hebrews 11. However, today we want to focus on the believing faith. The believing faith. That faith that makes us become the children of God, that faith that qualifies us to be called sons and daughters of God. That is the believing faith. And for our text, we have considered the book of John chapter 3, and I'm sure we all are familiar with the book of John chapter 3. It is the story or the experience or encounter of Jesus Christ with that Pharisee called Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to Jesus to let him know that He acknowledged him as uh, one of the religious leaders. He called him rabbi, meaning teacher. So he acknowledged Jesus as a teacher. And he acknowledged Jesus as one who came from God. He also acknowledged Jesus as one who performed miracles. And he said, no one can do these miracles except the one that has come from God. But Jesus was quick to uh, point out to him in verse 3 that... I mean, you unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus was not carried away by the testimony of Nicodemus about him, being that, oh, he's a man from God, he's a man who performed miracles. Jesus immediately told him, you believed in me as a teacher, you believed in me as a miracle worker, but there's something that you need to know, you must be born again. You must be born again. They, 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 The fact that um, Nicodemus knew God or knew Jesus, but he had not known him the way he should know him, is the fact that Jesus needed for him to know. And it is very important. Uh, You remember that in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, from from verse 13 to 17, Jesus brought his disciples together and he asked them, who do men say that I am? And they told him, some say you are Elijah, some say you are a prophet. But he said to them, how "About you, who do you say that I am?" And Peter said, "You are Jesus. You are the Son of the of the. You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." In other words, Jesus Christ needed to know what the people who followed him knew about him, what they had believed about him. And so, when we talk about the belief, believing faith, it it may sound very easy and simple, but it is really very important that. It, many people who are around who come to church or even who call the name of Jesus that they have had the believing faith. We need to be sure that everyone who comes on the, on, on the name of Jesus actually have had an encounter with him. So we need to know the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. And in verse 4, Nicodemus could not understand the concept of being born again. Nicodemus was a religious leader. He was a Pharisee he was a teacher of the law. So he was a man that knew the scripture. He was a man exposed to the word but he had not understood or he didn't know the meaning of being born again. And so you, 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 will, you will imagine for us we understand because we, are, we were born maybe we, we've, we've over time been in, in Christ. But the same question that Nicodemus asked, so many people are asking today. How can You talk about being born again. Do you mean that as old as I am now, I'm going to go back into my mother's womb for her to give birth to me again? Is that what you mean by being born again? Nicodemus asked Jesus this question. And Jesus explained to him in verse 5, from verse 5 to verse 7, that unless one is born of water and the spirit cannot enter the kingdom of God. And in verse 6, it says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit, and um, he must just be born again. And in verse 9, Nicodemus asked again, How can this be? In other words, the question or the problem Nicodemus had was not being able to understand how it would be possible for somebody to just be born again. Is it that I'm going to have my mom, mother give back to me again? That cannot be possible, physically speaking. So Jesus needed for him to understand. So as a church, we must begin to help people confront and overcome this crisis of belief. So the problem that Nicodemus had was the crisis of belief. He needed to understand this thing that we are talking about, belief. I'm not sure that the purpose of going, for him going to Jesus, he didn't know what he was going to meet. But he needed to know more about Jesus. And Jesus had to confront him with the most important thing. Today, we have so many people in church who do not understand or who are not sure that they have really given their lives to Jesus. You see some people, they are old. They are elderly people. And every time a revival preacher comes to say to preach about being born again, what do they do? They still come out to say they want to give their life to Jesus. Because they do not understand whether the last time they did it, they actually given their life to Jesus. They thought there should be something more for me to do in order for Jesus to accept me as as His child. In order for my name to have been written in the book of life, is it just to say it and then it is like that? So Nicodemus had that kind of problem, and Jesus uh, explained to him. And almost everyone at one point in our walk with God struggle with the issue of faith. But there are people who struggle with it day in, day out. People who have been in the church for a long time, but they have not settled the issue of salvation. They think that there should be more for them to do in order to end salvation. And so it is not about age. It is about the confusion that the enemy brings in order to complicate the matter of salvation. So, we may, we may talk about salvation as if everybody is saved, as if everybody understands what it means to be, to be saved. But there are people who have been in the church for so many years, but they have not come to terms with the meaning of salvation. And so, we need to let them know that there's a the believing faith. That when you believe in Jesus, when you, and you have faith that with the confession that you have made, you are really a child of God, then everything is settled. Nicodemus, for instance, found it difficult to understand, one, how being born again will lead to salvation. How will being born again lead to salvation? And number two, the statement of Jesus in verse 5 about the water and the Spirit. He couldn't understand the concept of the Spirit being the inward regeneration and water baptism as being symbolic of outward cleansing. So it takes the Holy Spirit through the inward regeneration from a man to come to salvation. And it talks, it talks about baptism as a symbolic, a symbolic display, coming to say, I, have, I am a child of God and telling everybody openly that I have given my life to Jesus. Now, when, when a person is dipped in water, he's saying, I'm dead to sin. And when he's raised up, he's saying, I'm alive in Christ. So it is a symbolic representation of the work of salvation. So this inward regeneration is a lifetime journey. It is a daily, it is a daily work. It's on a daily basis that the Holy Spirit is renewing us and making us become like Christ and become pleasing unto Christ. In other words, when we give our lives to Jesus, it doesn't mean that we become perfect the same day. And that is where the problem lies. That because I have heard or because I have sinned, then I have fallen out of, of fellowship with God or I am no longer a child of God. You know, many children, when, I remember when we were growing up as children, uh, like I always say, I, I cannot really say when I actually gave my life to Jesus because I gave my life to Jesus so many times until I got to a point where I said, okay, this time I want to be baptized and I'm coming out. Because anytime a revival preacher would come and he would preach about... Heaven and hell, we will get afraid, and we will think, "Okay, I didn't obey my mother this time. I didn't do this, or I did this, and it wasn't good. What will I do? I will come out. And and then the next time another preacher comes and he preaches, and he will preach something very tough. What else will I do? I'll come out again, because there was that there was no believing faith to come to terms with the fact that the moment I've given my life to Jesus the the holy spirit has has, has has made me become a child of god and is working in me is working within me so that i can become who god wants me to be i may not get there in one day in fact I, I cannot get there at a point but every day god through the power of his holy spirit is working in me and when i now come out publicly you know to tell people that i have given my life to jesus as i get baptized It means now that I am bold enough to declare my faith in Jesus. So I'm a child of God. I may not have become perfect, but I am still a work in progress. Because God is still at work in me to do and to will according to his good pleasure. So Nicodemus needed to understand this. And so many other people who are in the church need to understand this. And that is why we are looking about the believing faith. So we are being regenerated by the Spirit of God why the outward cleansing is through the word of god Ephesians 5:26 let's see what Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 talks about it, it's talking about the church but it says that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the blood the blood of Jesus the, the word that we listen to the, the word that we read cleanses us day by day so that we can become presentable to god So that we can become holy. As the word of God comes to us, he corrects us, he rebukes us, he makes us to see what we should do and what we shouldn't do. How we should walk with God and what we shouldn't do as children of God. And so the word of God mustn't be far from anyone who says he's a Christian and who wants to become like God. Who wants to be acceptable before God. The word of God must not be far from us. And so, there's that need for us to always hear the word of God and listen to the word of God. In verse 12 of our text, John chapter 3, verse 12, Jesus said, If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? If I have told you earthly things and and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Jesus was telling Nicodemus that these things I'm telling you, the elementary things, about believing faith, yet he could not understand it. Now, Nicodemus had acknowledged Jesus, but he was not a believer. He had acknowledged Jesus. Like I said, when he came to Jesus, he acknowledged him, that oh, you are a man sent from God. No one can do this miracle except anyone sent from God. And do you know that there are people of of other religions, who, when you sit down to, to preach to them, what will they tell you? I also believe in Jesus. Is that not what they tell you? I believe in Jesus. But you see, the problem is, what do they believe about Jesus? That is where we should not be carried away and and then say, okay, he also believes in Jesus. he's He's a man that believes in Jesus too. Yes, just like Nicodemus believed Jesus as a miracle worker. He performed miracles. But just believing Jesus as a miracle worker, would that make me saved? No. He believed Jesus as a teacher. But is that enough to make to give me salvation? No. Nicodemus believed Jesus, but he had not, I mean, sorry, he acknowledged Jesus, but he had not believed him. He had not believed in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. He had not believed that Jesus is the only one that will save. Because at this time Jesus had not died. And the problem that the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leaders had with Jesus, in fact, the reason why he was sent to the cross was because he said that he would, he, would, he would die and then he would come again. They had problem with the fact that this one, this one said he was going to break down the temple and rebuild it. They didn't know he was talking about his own body. And so that was the problem. So if, if anybody tells you, I also believe in Jesus, ask him, what do you believe about Jesus? He has not had the believing faith that Jesus Christ is the savior. If he doesn't believe, and there are religious religions that say that Jesus was not the one that died on the cross. Why they say that, we want to feel good. Uh, yeah, yeah, they believe that uh, Jesus is so special that he cannot die on the cross. But that means they are, they are actually telling you that your savior didn't die. And because he didn't die, you, didn't, you don't have salvation. Because the, uh, unless, the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So if anybody has not believed in the death and the resurrection of Jesus... Yeah, he doesn't believe in Jesus. No matter what else he believes about him. Oh, he's a good man. Oh, he's also... And they compare him with other prophets. He's one of the prophets. No, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. And no one can come to the Father except what? Except by him. And so the believing faith is missing today. And that is why many people can co- co- coexist with, with non-believers and we do not want to offend them. Because they respect him. They, even, they, will, they, they tell you they respect him. Even more than you Christians, we respect him. But what do they respect about him? What do they believe about him? What do they say about him? And so for Nicodemus, he couldn't understand the concepts of, 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 the, of, the, of, of being born again. And Jesus had to let him know. I love the fact that Jesus didn't mind that Nicodemus was a religious leader. Anyway, he's Jesus. He didn't mind that he was experienced. He had to tell him what he needed to hear. And that is what is important for us to do also as Christians. Then God will take us to that point where we are bold enough and we are strong enough and we are knowledgeable enough to know the word to share with people to know the message of Christ that we must preach to people. It is unfortunate today that so many people are filling the church or filling the churches, but there are a million and one people who are filled the church who call on Jesus, but who do not have the believing faith. Why? Because ministers, pastors are only preaching miracles, are only preaching prosperity. We are not preaching to them salvation. That no matter what you own and no matter who you are, and no matter the healing you get here on earth, if you do not believe Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are not going to go to heaven. There is no, there is no two-way about it. You may be good. You may be nice. You may be giving. You may be obedient. You may be humble. You may be religious. But if you do not come to that point where you Make Jesus your Lord and Savior. You are not going to be saved. Believe in faith. Many people find it difficult to believe. And many people will say, how can you just say for me to confess and to believe? Then, finish. That is where the problem of some lie. But for us as Christians, we must let them know that it's not enough for them to come to church. It's not enough for them to be good. But the most important thing is for them to know Jesus. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 9. It says, to another faith by the same spirit. To another gift of healing by the same spirit. The emphasis here is the spirit. The spirit. The Holy Spirit. The spirit of God is the one that makes people to come to faith in Christ. No one can come to Christ except through the help of the Holy Spirit. The working of the Holy Spirit, the fact that we want to, we want to let people know Christ doesn't mean that we must force them. We must tell them that you have to believe in Jesus even though you go to hell. No one can convert anybody. It is the Holy Spirit who works in men to bring conviction. It is the one that we help men to come to faith in Christ. It is not what we attain through head knowledge. Nobody comes to salvation through head knowledge. Have you seen professors in uh, biblical languages who do, not, who do not have an encounter with Christ? They can explain the New Testament and tell you the, the, meaning, the Greek meaning of this, the Hebrew meaning of this, the root meaning of this, but they have not encountered Christ. So it is not head knowledge. Everything comes through the power. Salvation comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. No one can confess the Lordship of Jesus except through the grace and power of the Holy Spirit. So it is the Holy Spirit that helps a man to believe. He is the one that helps a man to believe. So believing faith has to do with agreeing with the statement. So now, the Holy Spirit, when the message is being preached... The Holy Spirit prompts your heart. He tells you that that is it. He convicts you of sin. So it is left for man or for anyone who has heard the message to agree with the statement of faith, to agree with the teachings of that faith, and to agree with the object of faith, and that is Jesus Christ. So when the Holy Spirit comes to us and tells us that this message is for you, how many times do we see people who listen it is a strong message. It is strong. And you think that, or you thought that this man would come out to give his life to Jesus. But what happens? He does not listen. I think it was in the Acts of a, a, a Apostles that Paul was preaching somewhere, I can't remember. And the man was almost going to give his life to Jesus. But what did he do? He stopped. He said, you, are almost, you, are, you were about, you, are, you almost converted me. So for him, the, faith, the, the, the message came. But he did, not, he did not take action. Because what Paul was saying was good, was nice, was, was, well, good to hear. But no. It's too simple to be true. It's too easy to be true. So, when the Holy Spirit begins to work in a man, it is the responsibility of that man to respond by accepting what the Lord has done on the cross. So, the work of salvation... Was concluded. Thank you. Acts 26:28. Agrippa said to Paul, You almost persuade me to become a Christian. But was Paul actually forcing him to become a Christian? Paul was only telling him what he needed to know. So ours is to tell them the Holy Spirit is always at work, but it is left to the man or to the woman to take the step of faith to accept the work of Christ. That was concluded on the cross. There is nothing left for man to do to qualify for heaven. Nothing else. There is no other work. It is not a thing of work. You know, in some religion, you must do this, you must do that. You must, you must go here, you must go there. In fact, if you, if you realize what some, some people have to go through, especially unbelievers, especially idol worshippers, what they have to go through, because they want, to, they want to please their God, it is disheartening. But many times, they do not, it is not their fault. In fact, it is not their fault. It's because they've not, they've not received the light of salvation. Somebody has not told them about Christ. And so they are groping in their sin and in darkness. And they find it difficult to know the way out. So there is nothing left for man to do to qualify for heaven. It is not a product of your knowledge or work, but it's a product of your accepting that Jesus has paid it all. Ephesians 2, 8-9. It says, For by grace are you saved through faith. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that's and that not of yourselves. It is what? The gift of God. Verse 9. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. These are very powerful passages. That we have we are become used to them as Christians. And so we are taking them for granted. But I think when we consider the day we, we gave our life to Jesus, how spectacular was it? How powerful was it? That a man who had been in sin, who had done a lot of, of, of havoc, would come and confess Jesus. And then Jesus would save him. The Bible says it, was, it is by, 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 by grace that we are saved. Through what? faith, it is not by our own work so that we will not boast that for me, I've been to Jerusalem ten times and so because I've been to Jerusalem ten times, I can do what? I'm going to make heaven. Thank God that Jesus is the only way to heaven. If not, if it was that you have to do pilgrimage to Jerusalem at least five times, maybe some of us will never even go to heaven. Because if you cannot afford Jerusalem, what happens? we are not going to go to heaven. If you have to give certain amounts, you know in some churches, if you do not, you do not give certain amounts as your contribution, when that person dies, they are not going to bury him. But thank God that whether the church accepts to, to bury him or not, if he has given his life to Jesus, will he get to heaven? The church not burying him won't even stop him from making heaven. So it is not we, what we do through our own strength, through our own power. It is not through the works of men. It is not through the activity. It is not being, being regular. It is not how much we give. All these are important, but they cannot buy salvation. It is the gift of God. It is the gift. So salvation is actually what? A gift. And you know, a gift can either be received or rejected. And that is where the believing faith comes from. So if I offer my child something as a mother, the child, if he says no, I cannot force him. And if he says yes, okay, he benefits from it. But what what is God doing? God has offered it. Some of us have received it. Many have not what? They have not received it. And as much as we we, we do not receive it, you know, when the child is young, there's this there's a the force feeding that parents do when the child is young, isn't it? Even though they say it is wrong. But you know how parents force feed their children because they want the child to just eat so that it can be okay. But it gets to a point where a child can no longer be force feed. Because the child is three years, four years, you want to force feed him. The moment he knows we are coming to force feed him, what will he do? He will run away. So also it gets to a point where we cannot. Force anyone to say, by force, you must give your life to Jesus. He can tell you, okay, I, I believe, I accept what you have said. So that you can get off his neck. But if he doesn't accept, that is, there is nothing you can do about it. So it is, it, is, it is something that God has given us as a gift. Salvation is a gift from God. It is not because of our work. So we cannot boast about it. John chapter 3 that we are reading. Verses 14 and 15. He says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted verse 15 that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life Jesus was talking about the kind of death he would, he would, he would, go through, he would pass through and he compared it with the events in Numbers 21 from verse 4 to 9 where the children of Israel you know when they disobeyed God a serpent was sent to do what to bite them and anyone, and when Moses called on God, God told him, quickly make a brown serpent and lift it up. And anyone that will look up to that brown serpent, what happens to him? He will, he will not die. I mean, imagine that only a brown serpent, is not, it has no life. But just looking at it brings life or delivers from death. So Jesus was saying that when, I, when I'm hung on the cross, when I die and anyone who believes in my death, that person will be saved. So as many as believe in the, in, in the death and resurrection of Jesus, they have received the power to become the children of God. If, this, if the if, if brown snake was powerful enough to, to deliver the children of Israel, how much more the blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross of Calvary. And in verse 15, it says that whoever... Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That word whoever means anybody. No matter who he is, no matter what his race is, no matter what his offense, no matter his background, no matter his offense, no matter his, 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 his experience, no matter what he may have done before. The Bible says whoever believes in him, whoever is an open invitation for everyone, no matter where he's coming from, Or what he may have done. I love Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. What does the Bible say in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18? It says, come now. Come now. Let us do what? Reason together, says the Lord. Do your sins. So whoever, no matter the sin, they may be like scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. That is what Jesus can do. All we have to do is to believe, to have the believing faith that Jesus paid it all. Jesus has finished the work. So I do not know whether there is someone in this congregation that has been struggling with his faith or his stand with Jesus and is asking, am I really saved? Am I going to, if I die now, am I going to go to heaven? The question is, have you given your life to Jesus? Did you at a point confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And are you walking or are you making every effort to walk according to his will? Then, be sure that you are going to make heaven. So whoever believes, whoever trusts in Jesus Christ, whoever has the total unflinching faith in Christ's work, we make heaven. Amazing grace. Is amazing. It's, a, it's grace. I love that song we, that we, we rendered when we started. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Wretch, even a wretched sinner can be saved if you if can confess Jesus. It says, I was once lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Only Jesus can perform that kind of miracle. And you know, the work of salvation, you see the transformation in the life of a man, that has, that has been in sin and now he comes to Christ. You see the difference? It's just different. But you know the question now is why is it that there are people who say they have given their life to Jesus but they have not changed? Or are we not seeing them? Excuse me, are we not seeing them? They even come to church. They say they have, they have given their lives to Jesus and we believe them. But <laughs> right there in the church they, they, are, they are playing us for one night. We believe that when they told us they are giving their life to Jesus. Why is it that what is to happen in those days when, when people give their life to Jesus, you see the transformation, you see the fire burning in them, everybody around them know that something has happened. Maybe, that, maybe we should discuss it all. Maybe, if not today, maybe we should look into it. And what has the church done wrong? How are we presenting the message of salvation to people? To the point that when they give their life to Jesus, we cannot see any changes. We cannot see any difference. Is it that our follow-up is poor? Is it that the message we presented to them was not complete? What is the problem? I pray the Lord we help the church. That we will get to that point where... When people say they have given their lives to Jesus, they know. And we the people around them know that something has changed. That we will not be we will not be confused when they when when they say when when they do something, and we'll be asking, Well, that means he was not really saved. He was not really saved, but he was he was working in church. He was not really saved, but he was everywhere active in church. Yes, we could find him do this that should not be mentioned in the church. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. Believe in faith. Romans 10, 9 and 10. says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So there must be that confession by mouth and that believing that believing believe in your heart the seat of emotion intellect, the center of the body the processing unit of the body you cannot say you are born again if your heart is filled with filthiness. and so the heart is magnetic and everything that affects the heart affects everything and so the state of the heart is important the heart must be touched when the heart is transformed, and that, that's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, isn't it? It says, be transformed by what? By what? The renewing of, 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 of your mind. There must be that renewer. We must be able to, there must, and when you renew, you know, you cannot renew something and it is not it is not visible. When a like we said, when a man When a man's heart has really been touched, it should be what? Visible. In the way he talks, in the things he does, in the places he goes, there must be that openness for everybody to see. So your seriousness with God and the things of God will depend on how you are able to understand the work on the cross through the believing faith. As your heart really received him, As your heart, you know, some people just confess with their mouth, but their heart is far from God. The heart must first be touched so that there can be transformation. As I conclude this message or this Bible study, one one thing that I want us to know is that today, in our world today, many people are struggling about their faith. Many people, because it, it is not easy for people to, to find out about so many other religions, especially our young people. And, and, and many of us who send our children to um, um, big schools, um, sophisticated schools, or where they are taught about evolution, where they are taught about all kinds of religion, when these children learn all these things, they have what crisis they begin to question what they've been taught right from the beginning they begin to doubt how can they really, really how can they say i confess i believe then i'm i'm going to go to heaven but who says that the death of jesus is not is not is not is not powerful enough to take us to heaven and that is what makes this very important and it is not just Young people who are facing this, even adults are facing this issue. Some, their friends have introduced them to all kinds of religions, and now the devil is very getting very wise. There is no more um, the things we call cults. You know, before there were some 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 religions, I'm not going to mention them, were called cults. Some is it religious beliefs and all of that. They were called cults. But today, they come, they put their meetings in newspaper. I was shocked when, I think it was last year, a certain, you know, they put their program, they, had a, they were going to have a program for some days, it was in the newspaper. Uh, and they will put the title of their president, they will put it there. What are they trying to do? They are trying to make it um, uh, acceptable and for you to look nice and for it to look um, uh, is it contemporary or look like it's part of what you should do? It's not, there's no big deal. It's also a religion. And so, our children are meeting with their contemporaries, young men and women are meeting with people who are, oh, well, well, well educated, but who are also into all of these things. And so, how do they? How do, they, how do they stand? How do they stand? How would how, how they be able to, to stand alone and not get, get confused? That is where we need to let them know. You do not have to do any other special thing. You do not have to know any other special thing. Some, it is knowledge they are, they are preaching. All you have to do is accept Jesus through faith and confession. Accept him. When you accept him, you are a child of God. That is it. And so it is important for us as a church to tell people that there is nothing else and no one else that can give salvation except Jesus. Even if they find it difficult to believe because they feel it, is, it, it, it has to be something spectacular that can take one to heaven. But who says dying and suffering on the cross was not spectacular? The true meaning and essence of Christ's death will only come to those who have the believing faith. The true meaning and essence of of the death of Jesus can only come to those who have the believing faith. So do you have the believing faith? And are you walking in faith constantly and proudly presenting yourself as a child of God because you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I pray that God will help us to start early to tell our children about Jesus so that they can grow up to have the believing faith and to let them know the foundation, the, the, the importance of this confession so that when other religions come, they will quickly identify. A few years ago, we, 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 a teenager called me from, from UK where he was studying and told me that his friends were... Discussing about, um, you know, they brought these books on these other religions. And so they were trying to, and he was the only Christian. So they were trying to um, talk him into following them. And so he, he just called me to ask if uh, we had just finished Teens' Camp, and he was at the Teens' Camp. So he, he, he traveled like a, a week after. And this was about three or four weeks after that this was happening. And so he called. So, what do we do? Assure him that, come, what you have believed is the real thing. Every other thing that they are giving you is not the real thing. And so it is, it is, it is something that is clear and, and, and there with, for our children, and they are struggling with it. We pray that our children will not become victims of the enemy in Jesus' name. We pray that what we have taught them, they will remain steadfast in it in Jesus' name. And if there are adults who, who are struggling with their faith. We pray that they will come to know that Jesus Christ knows them. And if they have confessed him, they are his children. The Lord will help us in Jesus name. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoyi Baptist Church is a Bible believing church located at 5 to 7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoyi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook as Ikoyi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 016320485 and 016320486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoyibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.